So, Daniel, I, I have a very important question for you, okay? Okay. Do you stand or sit when you wipe? <laughs> you know, I've been asked that question before. It is a really interesting thing to tell people. Um, I, I guess it would be stand because I don't completely stand up all the way. Really? Because you, you look like a sitter. I'll be honest. You look like you, you, look like you just reach underneath. Oh, and like prop one leg up? No, oh, I don't like, do no, no. I meant like, you know how like, okay, so like for dudes to wipe, it's like, okay, which way do you go? If you want to sit down and wipe, do you, do you go, do you like sit further forward on the toilet and then reach behind you? Or do you just lift the hardware and go underneath and do like a scoop te- technique? Like, I don't know. See, oh. this is... Why would you want exactly. to do that? Both sound awful. Because if you scoot forward, then that means that you're going to be touching the, the rim, right? Especially if you're a bigger dude. Yeah. You know, which I mean, yeah. I, I won't say I don't have that problem, but <laughs> so it's like, I definitely stand because it's like, it's just so much more efficient. I feel like girls could sit and it wouldn't be a problem. I... You're supposed to wipe away though. Yeah, but they can. They, they, well, there's still less in the way, and they're normally not as tall as we are. Just on averages, like the average dude is taller than the average girl. So, like in theory, they could sit further forward on the toilet, and then they would be able to reach behind them and then wipe up, and they wouldn't hit themselves. Though I would be worried that if I if you like missed or something, and you would just snail trail up your back off the toilet paper. Th- no. <laughs> No, that's nasty. Uh, No, 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 nope, nope. Wait, I just want to check. We made it three minutes, and I've already grossed him out. Heck yeah. That's how long is it taking you? I'm pretty sure that's actually one of the longer conversations you and I have had on a topic that didn't gross you out that quickly. No, I just poop, man. Poop is just not. Oh, yeah, but you, no, you have I kids, will. so that's not like you, you. That shouldn't gross you out anymore. It, it it still does. It still does. I have children. I don't have a sense of smell anymore. I can't smell poop anymore. So the, so the smell doesn't gross you out anymore, but the actual physical, like touching it, would. Okay, yes. I mean that that's yes. fair. I feel like that's, I, I feel like that's good. So. That's a good. That's a good ick to have. Yeah, I, I, I would. I would say that's a that's a good ick to have. Just just to be aware, like, hey, there's poop on my hand. I should wash this off because that's gross. Don't just like imagine like go like changing your baby's diaper and then just walk out of the changing room and then just hug your wife with poop on your hand. Like that would be bad. So I don't think she'd. Yeah, that. Would I don't be think she'd bad. appreciate no. that. I don't think anybody would. I mean, you never know. She might look at you and go, ooh, dirty Sanchez. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That, that was too far. <laughs> you know, we're supposed to be, we're supposed to have a topic for today, but I don't, I don't see it. No, we have a, all right. For today's topic, we are doing lab grown meat. Yeah. Which is apparently more controversial than I thought it was when we talked about talking about it apparently so it's like a whole thing with like because i okay so i looked into it and i because i saw this video about lab-grown meat and it scared the crap out of me there are claims that like to to make the meat or whatever 
they're taking cells from the animals in which they're trying to replicate. So, like, from beef, they're taking cells from cows. And, like, chickens, to make chicken, they're making chickens and all that kind of stuff. But they're saying that the cells that they're using to replicate them in a lab to grow this meat, it isn't just normal meat cells. Because, supposedly, and I, I haven't found, like, any proof of this by any means, but supposedly the kind of cells that they're using are epith... Okay, I'm going to butcher this because I don't know how to say this. Epithelial cells. It's E-P-I-T-H-E-L-I-A-L cells. That's what they're calling them. Which I googled it, and those are the cells that, that create 90% of all human cancers. So they're using cancer cells to make... So, meat supposedly because like there there was so there was no, these I mean, guys on the internet going oh. well the only way to like make cells that replicate fast enough to supply the amount of meat that humans eat on a daily basis the only way to grow it fast enough would be to get cells that replicate fast and the fastest replicating cells are these epithelial cells so apparently there's a claim going around that they're just making cancer in a box, basically. And I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that. See, you watch the video. I just read an article that they're doing it. This company started it. Um, they're uh, not just growing uh, beef, chicken, all that stuff. And this is in North Dakota. But they're actually selling it to high-end restaurants because it costs $300,000 plus to make one pound of it. Three hundred thousand dollars a pound. Yes, that's what well, that's what the article said. I was like, uh, hell no, 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 no. There's no way anybody can afford that. What you're eating an, a, a micro ounce of a freaking. They're gonna steak. serve you. They're and gonna they serve you one cell, and then it's gonna go into your stomach, and it's gonna multiply like cancer inside your stomach, and you're gonna feel full. <laughs> it that's it not true there's no backing on that I just made that up but <laughs> like could you Im- I feel like they would do that though you know how like rice expands in your stomach I feel like yeah. it would be oh, man, it would but- be like the same kind of thing I'm like ugh I don't, I don't know how I feel about that but see all those cells still need nutrients so what they're gonna get the nutrient from your stomach acid yeah no They'll, they'd probably like have to get it from you which i'm pretty sure is how cancer works so you know that's exactly works. but i don't know how that would work but i've been i've kept reading the article and this company uh let me pull it up this company that is doing this has started in like 2018 they have it on here that it started in there we go started in 20, yeah, 2018 is when it started. Broke grounds in 2022, and is the largest cultivated meat factory in the world. Oh, I'm sorry, it was North Carolina. Not I was North like, Dakota. why in the world would that be in yep. North Dakota? Yeah, it's in North Carolina. It's called Believer's Meat and Upside Foods. And dude, they've been growing it. They're talking to like they've had doctors, nutritionists, all these people looking at it. But yeah, they've been selling it to like really fancy ass restaurants. So that they can obviously get it out in the world. Okay. But I'm going through here reading and I'm like, what the freaking hell? You're eating. They basically, yeah, it's cancer cells. The one thing they haven't replicated 
is making it a steak or they haven't replicated fish but like ground meat burgers stuff like that they've already done i feel like burgers would be easy to replicate because it's basically just a mush like like ground beef is tiny little individual pieces of beef all just really squished together into the shape of a patty meanwhile a steak actually has to be like uniform you know what i mean yeah well that's uh, like going through reading through the article and, and looking up into it it's ridiculous dude it's ridiculous they're um they're trying to create this uh, like scaffolding for a t-bone steak that's their that's the the, the scaffolding the, uh, yeah scaffold like the t-bone you know how that's the bone but they're gonna make it into an artificial bone that obviously you don't eat but all the meat attaches to that bone and makes a t-bone. oh so that way it can like actually have a shape yeah 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 but they're that, that's their one of their goals is to get to that point they can't yet obviously but that's what they want to get to um, see i just i i, I, I don't know how to feel about this because like i was looking at it and like bill gates is like one of the biggest like lab grown meat pushers or whatever and he just got his usda approval uh back in july i believe and like they were talking about like the the upsides to eating it and all of that and one of the biggest things i noticed is because what they're they're using other animals to pull cells from to then basically clone of sorts to create like they take they, they clone a small amount of cells and then grow more cells off of that one right so that way you don't have to kill the animals that we're technically eating You're, we're eating clones of everything is is basically what it's supposed to be right so well i was looking at it and i was like okay so by definition then that is technically that is still meat it should be the exact same meat so my curiosity then what is the argument then for vegans and for uh, vegetarians at that point because then you're not killing an animal to eat it but you're still eating an animal so where where would the where would the edge of that argument come into play is what kind of one of my curiosities like would vegans only be able to eat because it because it, they're saying they're not willing to eat any animal products, that's why they don't eat eggs or cheese either. This would be an animal product, but no animal would be hurt in making the product. They they find an excuse. Oh well, you're hurting the animal where you're extracting the cells, so technically we can't. Yeah, that's what. See, and that's one of the things I've always wondered about vegans with like milk and cheese. It's an animal product, yes, but we're not hurting the cows to get the milk. To make the cheese or to get the milk to have milk either so i'm like they're like oh you're hurting the cows i'm like not really you you probably haven't been to a cow farm then i guess because which i i have i used to work at a dairy and or well sort of i worked for a dairy trucking company so i had to go to the dairies all the time and like i, I you'd see them the cows when they milked them and yeah it's an electronic milker but it's just so that way because like the cows have to be milked twice a day for the cow's comfort sometimes three times a day because of how much milk a cow produces like a dairy cow because there's multiple different kinds of cows right not all cows produce milk but for like a dairy cow it has to be milked like two three times a day and a lot of people aren't willing to do that job because it's gross and like you're just you get you get covered in poop i saw a guy i was standing there i was doing like my checks to make sure you know like part of my job at the time was to like make sure that the that the dairy that we were getting our milk from was complying with all the like 
uh, FDA regulations and the DFA regulations and all that. And so yeah. I was making sure I was like, okay, so it has to be clean and like the milk has to be stored at the right temperature and uh, it has to have an agitator and all these different kinds of things, right? For the milk, not for the cows. So like th- there's like a big, th- it's called a silo and it's this giant tank basically that they keep the milk in and the silo has to have an agitator to keep the milk moving. So th- yeah, so it, does, it doesn't clump and the bacteria can't grow and all that. So when I say agitator, I mean it was in the tank for the milk. They weren't using an agitator on cows. That's not a thing. But I, <laughs> well, I, saw, no. well, I went to one dairy and they have a carousel for the cows. And yeah. I don't mean like a... Oh, yeah. They just, oh, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they put them on there and they give them a little... They let them go for a ride. They get them cotton candy. And then they go, okay, and we're going to relieve you in this other room. Like, no. It, it's, it, it, it looks closer <laughs> to like a merry-go-round on a playground. It's this giant platform with these metal bars coming off of it, and the the bars are like it. it it's kind of it kind of looks like how you would cut a pizza. It has all these sections in it, and one cow fits in each section. Cow gets on in one spot, it starts to turn, and somebody puts a milker on it. Then by the time it's come almost all the way around. They take the milker off of it because it should be fully m- milked at that point and then take the cow off. But the carousel doesn't stop spinning and it's the fastest way to milk a large group of cows. But I was there and I, I happened to be in the room where the carousel was at the time talking to the guy who like ran the dairy and everything. And right as I was, I was looking at this guy and right as he went to put the milker on it, the cow shit on his face. I immediately and the guy just was like he just wasn't even bothered by it he just was like and here we go and just grab the next one and we're just we're moving along and I was like how in the world can you have actual manure fresh hot manure (laughs) fresh from the animal why are you making it fresh to say manure just we know it's it's just gross to me it's like how can you just allow Hot. hot cow crap onto your face and not react at all. I mean, it's the same way when we drive our trucks, man. We, 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 you've seen it, or I don't know if it's happening to you, but driving her behind one of those, um, the trucks that's always going up, up and down, um, over by Amarillo and, uh, and some parts of here around, um, where we're living in Lubbock, uh, they have those cows, the, the, what's it called? The cattle transportation. Oh, uh, the big cattle semis. trucks. Yeah. And they're walking around. If you've, if you've never seen it, I am surprised. I would be surprised. A cow just take a shit and they just pop. You just see it right outside of the thing. Cause they're, they're facing inwards. And so their butts right there against the wall. And so when they shit, and then you just see the, the poop just fling oh, and out. drop on the road. Yeah. I have seen that. I've run over a few cow patties. Yeah. For sure. Well, ain't you lucky? I had it freaking hit my windshield. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was that's great. so no, gross. It is oh. very gross. The, the thing, it didn't just plop and sit there. Because of the, the speed that I was going at, it splattered. All over the front of and your then car. The front, the side, and parts of the back. <laughs> I had to wash it off. Before I even went home with that, thing, uh, you, with my, it was it was a tiny little uh, like uh, the little Aveo. I don't know if you've seen them. The, the Chevy Aveo, the tiny little four door 
the hatch sedan thing, whatever. Yeah, oh, that's what I was driving. Oh my that's what gosh! Wait, let, let me ask you something. <laughs> when you, because you know how like car washes have like the they, they'll say like no excessive dirt or mud in an automatic car wash. Like you have to go to a manual one for that. Did they turn you away yeah. because you had cow crap on your car? Well, no, because I just went to um, I went to the the washing thing in Littlefield. Oh, it was a manual wash. I, Oh. Yeah, I just—I think it was in Littlefield or Sudan. I can't remember which one I went to, but I just went in there manually. I just sprayed that <laughs> shit off. I sprayed it off. I was like, Ugh! the whole time. Just Dude, that would have been—that would have been so gross. I can't imagine how bad that was and smelled. Hopefully, you used cold water. Damn. If you used hot water, it would have smelled even worse. Oh, I sprayed it off as fast as I could with the cold water, and then proceeded to spray it down the drain, and then wash my car three yeah, times. Yeah, I would have, because you have no idea what kind of disease could be in that at any given time, too. I'm not worried about the damn disease, right? <laughs> I'm more worried about flies and other bugs being attracted to my car because of the smell. Okay. Because I, if, if you ever approach, you went to a dairy. Have you, if you've ever lived near a dairy, there are an excessive amount of flies. <laughs> I mean, just you open the door and like 50 flies just rush into your house. No, I, I, I've always lived in a city. So the, even the smallest town I lived in was like 10,000, 12,000 people. But mostly I, I've lived in Lubbock. So it's like, uh, you know, 200,000 people here. But uh, no. No, the, the way you went everywhere. <laughs> uh, actually, this is that where you're because you have a fear of flying insects, and I've wanted to, I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but you started it, so here we are. The flies aren't oh, fine ever. I, I'm just go, curious, go where, is that where that came from? Was the living near a dairy for so long? Uh, no, my fear of flying insects is I was was seven or no, not seven, I was like nine or ten, and I went to visit my grandmother in Mexico. And while we were down there, I forgot the hell we were doing, but I had a bee, either a bee or a wasp, sting me right in the back of my neck, right dead center, right where my spine is, on my, the back of my neck. Ooh. It stung me. Yeah, that's where my fear of, 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 of bees and wasps That, that hurts. From. How old were you? Like nine or oh, ten gosh. years old. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's kind of <laughs> fair. Any kind of like... If something like affected or like something kind of like hurt you or scared you when you were a kid, it's insane to me how long that that fear can like hold on to you, you know? Yeah. Which is funny because I'm not scared of any, I'm not scared of scorpions, spiders, any other bug doesn't freak me out. I'm like, ugh, but it doesn't freak me out really. I'm not scared of hurting them or killing them or having them around. So you're not scared of a scorpion, which can hurt you, but you are afraid of a fly, which can't hurt you. Oh, I'm not scared of flies. I just don't like flies. Oh, well, that's different. But like bees and wasps. Yeah, bees and wasps. No, nope, nope. I see one. You've seen me. It's if hilarious see it, to watch you interact with like a bug, a flying <laughs> bug. Because you just, because you're a huge dude. You're like 6'1 or something like that. And you weigh like 200 something pounds or something like that. You're a big dude, right? And then there's this tiny little fly that's no, that's not even like the size of a dime coming at you. And you're just like, oh. And it's hilarious to watch. <laughs> I can't help it, man. It's just, I see it, and I, I, I never see it in front of me. I see it out of my, out of my peripheral. That's why I was like, it's, all, it's always when it's like, around you, and you can't tell what it is. Yep, that's exactly when it happens, and it freaks me out every single time. And it's going to continue freaking me out. But anything else? No. And my, my wife doesn't like um, 
She doesn't like spiders. She sees a spider and she's like, nope. I mean, we have, see, now that one I can understand. Like, I, I, I have a slight fear of spiders. And it's just because, like, around here where we live, brown recluses are, po- are like, they, they live here. Uh, black widows live around here. Like, there are some spiders around here that can kill you or at least put you in the hospital if they get you. So, like, I, I don't think a fear of spiders is unfound. You know? Like, I think that's a fair, like, phobia, to be honest. See, from I, I I understand that phobia for most people, but just spiders never bug me. I lived out in the country far, or the country, man. I've had spiders and and scorpions and stuff, and I, they just don't bother me. But wasps, no, nope. Hell I mean, a wasp no. sting I hurts like. To, I mean, I, I haven't been. I haven't actually been. I've been stung by a couple of bees because I used to live in Georgia, and there are so many bees out there. Like it's a like that's a legit thing. I used to have a friend uh when I lived in Georgia who was allergic to bees. And did dude, you see did you ever see him get stung? She couldn't go outside. Like she she had yeah, a she had a card with her that she carried with her at all times. And when we were in school, at the beginning of the school year, she actually showed it to our teacher and was like, I can't go outside for recess. I have to stay in the building because she's definitely allergic yeah she had a i didn't know what it was at the time because i was like this was in like kindergarten so i didn't know like what an EpiPen was but she had one for like bee stings or whatever and i had no idea what it was and i remember one time i stole it from her no, oh, oh dude no. it was bad i uh cause i didn't know what it was i was like six i didn't know that you could die yet not really so like I when I stole it from her and she like starts freaking out but and I don't remember why it was like in a hallway I think is when I did this and I like stole it from her she starts freaking out cuz she used to keep it in her pocket she like every like she wore jeans and everything and so like I just stole it out of her back pocket and then just like went running the other direction and she chased me through the school I don't know why a teacher didn't stop us for so long but then she had to explain to me she's like that's my life pen and i was like you're what you yeah I, I didn't i didn't know what an epi pen was or like what it was for so then she explained it to me and i was like oh okay that that's weird so so wait you're afraid of bees and she was like yeah and i was like cool and i didn't say anything and then the next day i wore a yellow t-shirt to school oh yeah no. I, I was i was that friend so did not do that oh that poor girl <laughs> oh that poor girl she probably hates guys she probably, she uh, she's definitely guys a now. lesbian now for sure <laughs> uh oh that's so oh, wrong <laughs> but yeah pro- she probably anyway. is though let's be honest okay back on topic back to topic oh, who back cares to topic. <laughs> All because of you. You ruined it for everybody. Dude, other you guy. have no. Well, I, I won't say that. That no. depends on how attractive she is, but I mean, let's be honest. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to say something controversial know. real quick. You know, everybody goes, oh, you know, lesbians, you know, they ruined it, you know, because you're taking, taking a girl off the market. And it's like, well, you know, sometimes, but not all girls are really attractive enough. So, you know, when a lesbian isn't that attractive, maybe she's a bit too butch, you know, like she's. You know the you know the girls who like overcompensate, and they they'll have like a buzz cut or something like that. And you're like, you know what? I don't think we're really losing anything here. I'll be honest. 
which is super fucked but <laughs> i mean you see you can see it that way but the way i see it is there's 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 what two women one point something women to every one man in the entire world. Oh yeah, there's there's more women than there are men in the world, and I think that's I think. Yeah, so is it really that bad if there's women that with women on women action? Not I mean, really. as long as they let it's me at least I watch, I'm you know, I don't really mind. <laughs> I'd prefer to participate, <laughs> but watching is fine. You know, like I'll take what I can get. Be that weirdo in the corner going, oh yeah. no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I meant like a, on in like video format, okay. <laughs> Not like, not like I need to be in the, I'm the, I'm the cuck in the chair in the background, just going like still fully dressed, mm. just hands on his knees, just going, this is fun. Like, no, <laughs> that's so gross. Like, no, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a lesbian cuck. I'm not, I'm not big on that. Could you imagine <laughs> if there was like some like really, again, like some like severely overcompensating lesbian who was like. I hate men so much that I like to fuck women in front of them while they can't touch themselves. Like, that is a whole other level of lesbian. I think that's like lesbian prime or something. Like, I would not I would not be down to be around somebody like that. Or the inverse either. If there were like two men who absolutely hated women and they became gay to hate on women or something, like that would be also equally nuts. See, here's the thing. You know there's people out there like that. There are definitely people. Oh, a hundred percent. I see them at every feminist rally ever. No. Yeah, but see, there's I mean, you see the 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 whole aspect of the feminist movement has changed. I've been I mean, I, I can't say anything. I'm not a woman. I'm not trans woman. I'm not a woman in any shorter sort of fashion. But the just being an outside looker, just out, outside perspective, looking into the feminist movement, it has become something for, that went from female equality to made, uh, hating men. Yeah, and th there's a difference. There's a there's a line there, you know. And I they I think they've yeah, crossed it, it at this point. I I think it's a great movement. I think that we should talk about like women being equal and everything like that, but it not at the cost of putting men down. It should be more of a equal equally propping everyone up, you know. I agree to that because at that point it's it's true equality, not not downplaying one side and upplaying the other side. And it can be said the same thing for men. men some men are extremely bad in the aspect of um, like what is it? I'm gonna think. I'm trying to think of the word. But like they they love women, they want women, but they put them down so hard to dominate over a woman like that's not oh that yeah should not be a thing man. what was what, wrong with you the whole thing about chivalry being dead chivalry is not dead it's just hiding well because it's so because it, so many men are get called being like they get called a cuck for it or a simp for it and it's just like that's not what it is it's like you wouldn't call that you like for example like when the queen of england was still alive she would walk through a door and two men would open the door for her. It wasn't a sign of weakness by those men. It was a sign of respect towards the Queen of England, right? So when a guy opens a door for a woman, it's not a, you're too weak to open this door. It's a, you are important to me I, to show you your how, how valuable you are to me. I'm going to do something nice for you. And that's how it's, that's how it's been viewed for a long time. But I mean, and, and it's different in Texas because we live in Texas. 
It's different. Here in Texas, it's not, here, let me open the door for you because of respect or because you're a woman. It's, here, let me open the door because I'm right here and I see this huge amount of people coming in behind well, me. Well, and it's also like around here because there's such, there, it's, that's normal to open a door for a woman. Like it's a very traditional value kind of thing. So also like it's expected of you, even if you don't know the woman or even just like you see a family coming towards you or just a group of people, regardless of gender or anything like that, or regardless of age, you know, like like you hold the door for old people you hold the door for women you hold the door for children you hold the door for anybody right it's just the courteous thing to do from person to person let alone any kind of qualification of or like what is the word i'm looking for um yeah regardless of chivalry or regardless of like uh who that what the who regardless of the classification of the person you're holding the door for you're still supposed to hold it for them so and it's i mean if anybody fights it or has any beef with it, I'm like, then you're not part of this cult. You're definitely not from here because you don't understand that this is not me doing this because it's a chivalry thing. It's a it's a nice thing to do. It's a, it's courteous. There we go. It's courteous to do that for someone. Yeah, it's it, it, it's, it's just a common courtesy. courtesy. Holy crap! So what? I was looking up because you? you said that you would, sorry, this is going to be a super like rough transition or whatever. But uh, so you said that you, you were saying that like a lab grown meat was going to be really expensive. I just Googled like how much lab grown meat is supposed to cost. I'm on CNN's website. Okay. So uh, you can judge that however you want. But okay. So I'm going to read directly from CNN, right? They said selling lab grown meat at Andre or Crin's restaurant makes sense. They're like, super like high expensive restaurants right they're like super expensive lab grown meat also yeah. known as cultured or cultivated meat costs about $17 a pound well at least that's not 300,000 well, that, that's anymore. at $17, but that, a that, pound? that's $17 a pound as a consumer in a restaurant but it, so it's so they're saying oh. like on the menu on their menus it costs about seventeen dollars a pound, making it unaffordable for most consumers. So they're saying that like uh, so the the good meat parent company, Eat Just says the company is taking a loss on sales to allow people to try it. So it may cost three. I think when when you got that three hundred thousand dollar a pound number, I'm pretty sure that includes like all of the research and technology that went into yeah. making it in the first place. Yeah, but still seventeen dollars a pound. I mean, and this dude said they're taking a loss. Yes. So, I mean, so the, the the company who's making it is saying that they're allowing a loss on sales for people to try it. That's it's got to be like thirty dollars a pound. Then I would hour. think. At least, if they're marking it $17 a pound, that's like the price of lobster. Actually, I think that's like half the price of lobster, because I think the lobster's like $30 a pound or something like that. I don't know. I haven't, And I just went to the supermarket earlier today, but I don't. I didn't look at lobster at all. Um, no, it's not that expensive. Lobster, I think a lobster tail was like $7 a pound. Oh, okay. So yeah. a firm shell lobster yeah. is eight ninety nine a pound. <laughs> God damn. $8.99 a pound. So they're selling that so so okay, so they're selling it for almost double the price of a lobster. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Dude, it, it literally it, the know, sentence see, below it back on CNN, it says cultured meat is an option for those with an expendable income who want to continue eating animal flesh 
which is a weird way to phrase that, without killing animals. But the industry faces many ethical questions and three key challenges, cost, sociability, and biology. I'm like, really? Who would have thought? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, everybody assumes that, that uh, animals get treated cruel, cruelly when they're being, um, when they're growing up, you know, like, like getting, um, like in, in a cow's cow instance, instance. Uh, whether it's in the in the uh, in the farm, whether it's on the dairy farm, like the farm, the farm farm, not the meatlot. The feedlot is a whole different enchilada. Yeah. But just there at the beginning, um, most cows are raised on grass of some sort, like a type of grass. Usually, people when they hear grass, they think, "Oh, the grass on my lawn." No, 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 no. The grass on your lawn is not ideal for for cows because it doesn't have enough nutrition, nitrogen. Um, any any real good nutrition for a cow, they need a specific grass. Usually, alfalfa is the uh, preferred grass to feed them. As far as yeah, I well, it's like I'm watching. I'm actually um, watching a farming show right now, which is very out of character for me because I'm not that big on farming in general because I'm a city boy. So, but uh, <laughs> I am actually watching. Never been near a cow in his life. Do what? <laughs> It's like you've never been near a cow. In your well, that's life. not true. I was close enough to watch one shit on a guy's face, so that's not really that's not true. But <laughs> yeah, but that could still be like fifty feet away from you. Uh, he was probably you. about twenty feet away from me when that happened. So I could, I mean, like, I heard it hit his face and then hit the floor in front of him. So, like, it was it just that, just just that <laughs> when it hit him in the face, and I was like, oh man, that's just I was. Oh, it was so gross, but no, so it's just, it's just funny to me, like, even though I've grown up in the city, I've grown up in a town that's still, like, ag-based, like, there's just, there's so much agriculture going on around here, so many cows are being raised around here, like, uh, cotton is, like, the biggest thing out here, and all of that, so it's like, I know more about it than a normal person from the city would, like, somebody from New York or LA, comparatively, probably doesn't know anywhere near the same amount of much as, like, as much about it as I do, but then like if you put me up against a farmer who'd been living on a farm their entire life, I wouldn't know jack shit compared to them. So I mean, I'm kind of in like this weird middle. Yeah. But and that's that's a lot of people, especially from our area, because a lot of people that move to Lubbock come from the smaller towns surrounding Lubbock, which all the towns surrounding Lubbock are all farm. Or if you go westward, west, yes, towards like Littlefield. Yeah. It's more. Um, there's and there, there there is a lot of dairy industry around here. You'd be amazed how many dairy farms there are around over, here. Over by Amherst, where my parents are from, there's just surrounding Amherst alone, no other town near it. There is what one, two, three, four. There's five dairies. Yeah, and, five within hundred. Well, not even hundred. Like twenty five. And miles they probably each have like a thousand cows plus. I would imagine. The one that's on eighty is it eighty four going towards uh, yeah the, eighty it's it's I think it's U S Highway eighty four yeah, eighty four North that one that we always pass by right by Amherst before Sudan past Littlefield that one has the the front part that we see is what like dude it's huge I would say seven or eight and no more like fifteen fifteen acres frontage like you see the frontage yeah. part. If you if you actually walk all the way to the back end, it, it's almost a, it's half a mile. Seriously, 
dude, that's how big that fucking that's huge, is. man. It is gi freaking enormous. They have they have two uh, housing milk housing places, and then they're on the front end towards the left end. They have the housing for their for some of their workers, but most of the workers live in Amherst because it's right immediate access. Dude, there's they have so many people working there at all times, and so many freaking cows. That, that's crazy. Just it just, it just kills it's me crazy. like the the amount of agriculture that goes on around here and everything. And then you just hear people from like bigger cities who are just like they're treating the cows like garbage. And I'm like, no, they're not. Like they're they're like they're being they're being abusive and mean to the cows. I'm like, first of all, no, they're not. Second of all, and you, like there, there's proof that they're not because when you scare animals. The um the adrenaline that comes from fear when you scare an animal oh, it, it ruins sense. meat. It, it, ruins it makes meat, it taste it sour. Everything, yeah, it's so, and you and there's no you can't save it or like treat it. They go oh well they they could treat that and fix that after in the at the packing plant. No, they cannot. No. I do know that. I, no, you can't do that. That anything with adrenaline adrenaline has a souring taste and. If you've tasted, have you ever tasted it before? Uh, so I okay, I had it. Not, not in cows, but like you can taste it in venison. I think I, time. I don't think I ever taste. I don't think I've ever tasted it, but I know it's supposed to be just like absolutely awful to to, to put in your mouth, basically. Yeah, I've had it from venison. Like my dad had ended up killing the animal we and uh, the deer at the time, um, and it was on it was on private property. Like they were they were allowed to. They didn't need a license for it. Um, but they killed it and my dad ended up having to shoot it twice. One time it didn't take, it scared the animal. It started taking off. My dad shot it again before it could completely like bolt it because it's open fields. There's nothing in between. Um, and then we cut it up and tasted it. And my dad said, Nope, ruined it. And, and I was like, what do you mean? And tried it. It is the, the taste is not just sour. But you bite into it, and you can immediately tell, like, this is not correct. This is not supposed to. What this is not what meat. So, like, like, how would you describe it? Because, like, to me, like, just just because I've never I've never actually tasted it. So to me, it's just like anything like sour like that. I would just think like spoiled milk. No spoiled, not spoiled milk. I'm trying to think of maybe like a rotten milk. fruit um, or something ever- like that. Something similar to like a rotten fruit, but not a fermented fruit. So more, more like an apple oh, that had been sitting out for too long or something like that would be more more accurate probably. I mean, I guess would be the correct description I would give it, but it's 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 just uh, it, it, oh, you know what? Have you ever bitten a leaf or a tree branch or something? Uh, yeah, actually, I have. <laughs> and you know that weird, like earthy, nasty taste yeah. you have. It's like that. It's, it's like no 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 it it can it, it's that off me twice it doesn't taste like that but it's like you put it in your mouth and you're like that oh what you're saying like it doesn't taste like like it's it doesn't taste like it's that far from tasting like meat or just like food in general yeah, yeah it's it just it you it, yeah yeah it's sourness wise sourness it's more like hmm. It's not like a, a citrus sour. It's more just like, you know when they put the sour powder on like candy yeah. and stuff? And it doesn't really have a taste, but you can like... It just makes your, it just makes your mouth pucker or whatever. 
Yeah, it's that plus the sourness from oh, from breathing in the 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 air around a skunk when it when it shoots its pee. That's what it that's tastes what like. It tastes like. That's oh, what it tastes that's like. that's gross. But it's not like super heavy. It's very like you can taste it in the back of your throat. Oh, uh, that that's nasty. Uh, well, it's like okay, so <laughs> if you scare a cow, like it would taste like it, you would you'd immediately have a a quality problem from that. So it's like obviously, so they can't be scaring cows, which means they can't be doing things to intimidate cows. They can't be sitting there like whipping them and stuff like that. But it's also like. The best meat is marbled with fat. It's it's like Wagyu, right? Where it's like it's meat and it's fat all just mixed in together. So if you're keeping a cow in like a really like unsafe environment or whatever, it's that its body will tell it to burn the energy to try and escape or like get away from the stuff and like run away and stuff like that. And like the body will have to work harder to keep the cow alive, which means it's burning more energy, which means it's not storing fat, which means that the meat is going to taste awful. So it makes biological sense for a farmer to keep the cows as comfortable as possible and just any animal for that matter, as comfortable as possible. So that way they aren't burning too much energy so they aren't burning their own fat away. They're burning their own meat away as well. So it's like the argument of like, they treat cows like crap. I'm like, I mean, yeah, in the slaughterhouse, cause there's no nice way to kill something. No, there is. They've done it. Uh, they figured out the humane way. Well, okay. When I, when I say nice way, I mean like, sure, you know, they can kill them without hurting them so they don't feel any pain, but it's not exactly a nice thing to do, you know? No, no, no. If you've ever watched the slaughter video, it's, it's, it's a hydraulic piston that comes down. This is from when I was in high school in like 20, 2010. Oh, I was wondering if you were going to date yourself, old man. <laughs> 2011 uh we saw the video of the slaughterhouse and what they do is they bring this giant hydraulic needle essentially put it on the freaking front of the cow and just it just it it turns their brain to mush and kills them so it's this really really high speed high pressure needle that just like pokes them and they just Pretty die much. instantly they don't feel it. They don't notice. They well, just I mean, because if you, if you die fast enough, you don't feel any pain. Like, it was something that it was really... I saw an interview that Neil deGrasse Tyson was giving, and he was... I don't know why he was talking about this, but he was talking about how people... The people in the planes at 9-11, how, how mm. painful their death would have been. And he goes, well... I mean, it's a gruesome topic, but he goes... He goes Luckily, we can prove that there, there's no way that anybody should have felt pain because of the speed in which the plane was crashing into the building. They all would have got... The, the, how fast does the plane cover its own distance, right? Because that's from the front of the plane hitting the building to the back of the plane hitting the building. Because it, hit, it, it, it crashed so quickly that everybody would have died instantly and nobody would have felt anything on the plane. That's not talking about people in the building, but people on the plane... So it's like, it's, unfortunately, that's a horrible example, you know, but it's like, it is provable, though, that you can kill people or just anything in general by crushing its brain fast enough to where it doesn't feel any pain. So it's like, it's a, we, we say mean, it's a humane yeah. death, so, just because it's not painful, I guess, so. I mean, that's how the guys in the submarine 
freaking got killed or died. Dude, that uh, submarine, the Ocean Gate thing, that made me laugh so hard. I'm sorry. But it's like five billionaires <laughs> wanted to go and see the Titanic, and they just trusted a guy who was like, so I took a bathtub, I wrapped it in plastic, and here we go. Like, <laughs> that's what he did. I know. Though. It wasn't like meant. <laughs> it was. He made a carbon fiber. Carbon fiber submarine. Yeah, like carbon fiber. With the engine. Everything was run out of a controller. Like, uh, it, it, no, yes, it, no, it was. No, no, it was no, no, a no, Logitech no. gaming controller from like 2005. This, this dude, and not only not only did they use this to go down, they had been used multiple times. Which using it multiple times would cause the whole of the whole damn thing to become compromised. And then they went down that far with that much depth. I was I was watching I think it was the a YouTuber I forgot his name. He was explain he was he he played the audio of what was happening as they were going down. They were as they they went down to a certain depth. They could hear the freaking thing creaking and cracking like the plastic. You know how plastic cracks when you put well you would because carbon fiber is is actually really thin. So to make it thick enough to make a submarine, you have to layer it. Which is exactly like how uh, fiberglass works. It's not as jagged as fiberglass, but it works the same way. So it technically just has basically just layers of plastic on top of each other. And they're just cross-laid, uh, uh, zigzagging over each other. So it means that as, the, as it started to crack and start to subdue under pressure, they would just just hear cracking all around them. And because of like the way like the e the evening of the pressure would work in the ocean, they would hear it 360 degrees around them, just in a spherical, just everywhere around them. They would just be cracking until just nothing, because they'd be dead. Pretty much. Well, the, the thing was like they, it wasn't like oh it 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 they went down, it cracked, it blew up, done. No 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 no, they suffered psychologically. Because this thing didn't go down right away. No, it, it would they take time. They were trying to go back up. But something had happened to, I think, one of the motors or something buoyancy-wise. So it wasn't going up as fast. They were traveling like less than, I think, like two or three feet a second going back up towards the surface of the water. So they were traveling stupid. Or not second. I'm like, like a minute. They were traveling stupid slow trying to go up and then at one point the, the sub didn't want to move up it started going started back sinking. down it started sinking and as it started sinking it started the pressure just continued going on going on when it when it collapsed on itself and it went in on itself because they were sitting in a bubble basically as soon as it cracked it created a vacuum that vacuum pulled them and then the water pressure pressure putting in like coming in squeezed them and just obliterated them yeah, I would Completely. think it would be like similar to like taking like something in your hand and just crushing it in your hand is basically yeah. what happened. They they just like got squished into a, like something the size of probably like a ping pong ball or something, which is awful. So like that's a terrible way to die. It is, but they didn't feel it. They 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 psychologically felt everything as they were going up and down. So psychologically, they were freaking traumatized. Oh, sure. Yeah. Cause, I mean, just like sitting there for two hours, just waiting 
to die and there's nothing you can do you just have to sit there and just wait like that that would be imagine like a pow being taken to be put in like a firing squad like put up like chain put him against the post with his hands above his head and put a bag over his head to where he can't see anything and you're just and we're like all right we're gonna shoot you at some point but we're not gonna tell you when before we shoot you and then just walk away. Yeah, and just leave him there for two hours, and then a sniper shoots him from really far away, and he doesn't even know that it's happened yet, and then he's just gone. That's that's basically what happened to those guys. So it's like awful way to die, but it's also like it is it is kind of funny though because they're just like billionaires who were just like, ah, sure, we'll go to see the Titanic. So like there there's a theory that was going around the internet when that first happened, and they were like, maybe James Cameron is trying to make a sequel to Titanic. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> That's not what it was. It was so fucked. I'm not gonna lie. It was hilarious to look at, though. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, just reading it, just the whole uh, the 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 concept behind it, and the fact that this dude had done it multiple times. The engineering was so flawed. The guy who was supposed who was in charge of the engineering was like, "No, this is not gonna work." The dude fired his engineer and just went ahead and did it. Well, the, yeah, that's that's kind of what I mean. Is like the, the engineering was flawed, and the guy had they, they knew he knew it was flawed. So like, it's not like he was like, "Oh, we're gonna go down there and everything's gonna be fine," because I know it's gonna be fine. He 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 knew it was flawed. It was arrogance and pride is what literally killed him. It was like, like pride goes before the fall. It was like really more like pride go before the crushing. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Not not great. Not 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 great. But okay. So I'm gonna kinda bring it back to the, the lab grown food thing because I, I this kinda interests me. So I'm still on okay, the CNN on. article, uh, and I'll I'll link uh-huh. it in the description if you're watching this on YouTube so you can read exactly what I read. So uh it's talking about the people who have invested into uh this lab grown meat. And it says Tyson Foods, who is the largest meatpacking company in the U.S., uh, along with JBS, who I've never heard of before, and Cargill, who actually has a plant uh, here in Texas, is one of the bigger plants here in Texas. They have all invested into lab-grown meats. Uh, they put they put money into Beyond Meat and Upside Foods, as those being the two main ones uh, to to really get into this. But the the, mo- the most interesting one about those of the three that they listed was Tyson because D- Tyson does more chicken than just about anybody else. Like they have their own. All the chicken you find in restaurants comes from fucking. Okay, Tyson. so I don't know if I'm actually allowed to say this. We might get in trouble if I say this, but I don't care. Uh, I used to work at Chick Fil A as a like that was my first job, and. I ended up uh, as a, I got trained as a cook and was working in the back and like made the food and everything like that. And I can tell you uh-huh. at, from firsthand experience, I don't know if it's still true because I haven't worked there in a few years, but back when I was working there, which was 2016 to 2018, 2019, something like that, uh, Tyson provided at least 75% of all the chicken coming out of Chick-fil-A. And, and- yeah. And they do Tyson, dude. Tyson, we have a Tyson farm or Tyson. Um, yeah, we we packing yeah. whatever thing in what's uh, it's Amarillo. Yeah, it's in, in it's in Northwest Amarillo. As you get on the highway, 
like it, it when you get on not i40 but i40 business which is a little it's a little mm, further yeah. north yeah. and you go west you go right by the tyson plant so it's like an hour and a half drive from here and then uh yeah. the cargill plant is in uh bovina i believe yeah in bovina yeah because really? there's one in uh there's a there's a meatpacking plant called Car, Carva, Carvines or Carvans or something like that. I'm pronouncing that wrong for sure. Wait, where, where's Bovina? Isn't that north yeah? Of it's us? uh, so the road in between Clovis, New Mexico, and Amarillo, Texas, which is U.S. Highway 60. You go through Hereford, uh-huh. and that's where that's the meat yeah. capital of the world, by the way, or the beef the beef, beef capital of the world. Uh, and Carvine or however the hell you say that name. Uh, that plant is just outside Hereford, and then if you just keep going on that road, you go through Bovina, which is like it's in between. Uh, so you go through you go through Hereford, then you go through Friona, and then right before you get to the border, you know where Farwell is, right there on the border between Texas and uh, New Mexico. Like ten, not even ten minutes before you get to Hereford, is Bovina, and it's tiny but it's the meatpacking plant right there next to the um right next to the railway and like the railroad the railroad actually goes like through the plant so they can just put the food they can just pull kill out they can pull cows off of the train and then they can put packed meat back onto the train yeah that's right i know which one you're talking about yeah and then the, the the bnsf hub for the trains is in uh Clovis, just like twenty miles away. Oh, they go to Clovis. Yeah, the, so the hub for BNSF for this area is in Clovis. So, oh, which I, I found out BNSF is owned by um, Warren Buffett. <laughs> of course, yeah. it is. <laughs> so the the guy moving more freight than anybody else in the in the country is Warren Buffett. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, same with me, yeah. I guess. <laughs> so I just I saw that Tyson Foods thing, and I was like, I I, I don't know. It's gonna. It, I'm curious to see how everybody comes down on this lab-grown meat once it becomes more popular. Because once it does, it's more expensive right now. But if they've already they've already said that they're willing to cut the price, so my curiosity is how low are they willing to go? Because if because in order to get like people eat more food out of restaurants these days especially since like covid and yeah. stuff so it's like if if you were if you were a lab if you were like beyond meat or good upside foods which are the two like main companies doing this your goal should be to get into restaurants like fast food restaurants because they're going to sell more of the product than anybody else they'll sell it at a lower yeah. price but they're going to sell more of it so like Tyson already has a relationship with most of these um most of these uh restaurants. So it's like, okay, well when the restaurants find out that you're selling them lab grown meat instead of real meat or organic meat, what 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 do the mm-hmm. restaurants do, you know? Organic meats. Well, it, that, that's oh. really what you have to call it now. <laughs> Like actual organic, not lab grown. Oh man, they're gonna come up with so many. That's what I'm saying. Like you have to call right. it organic meat now. You can't just call it's meat. Yeah, well, they're saying that this lab grown meat is meat, and technically it is because it's made from cells 
from animals, so it is technically real meat, but it but it's not but it's not naturally not occurring meat. They they it, it's lab grown. It's the ultimate processed food. It really would be. Which is why I'm like, I wonder what are the add to it because so the article that i was reading they were uh, asking questions like well because it's lab grown do you have to worry about like salmonella and all these other bacterial infections that can happen to meat and the dude said yeah you still have to worry about it it's not completely uh bullet it's not complete um completely sterile i was like how is it so, grown so in a lab and not sterile and it's like it, it, it's not so much that the meat grown in the lab would be contaminated. It's after it gets out that it would get oh, contaminated. Oh, so like in transport or treatment, pro- if somebody doesn't keep it refrigerated or frozen or something, that's how you could get it? Yeah. You, so, so they don't even still get rid of the whole bacterial problem. It's still possible because it's technically still. Yeah, because in theory, it should taste identical and it should be it, like the texture should be the same and everything like that. But because of the cells that they're using, they're at least supposedly using, I haven't seen any hard proof on that, but supposedly they're using cancer cells. And I'm just like, okay, so what is the treatment process for that? Like how you have to prepare it and everything going to be different? Like if you're using different kinds of cells, they should cook at different temperatures. In theory, I don't know if that's actually true or not, but because like, because different cuts of different animals cook differently. Like if you want to, if you're cooking like chicken, like bone in chicken versus bone out chicken, bone in chicken takes way longer to cook. I, I I don't think it's bone. I don't think they're actually putting it. No, I'm just saying like, as an example, like that part of the, like depending on how you, depending on what's going on with whatever piece you're cooking, it takes different times. It takes different temperatures. It takes different treatments and stuff like that to make it edible. So I'm like, is there good, they're going to have to learn how to cook this stuff too. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I haven't really researched this that much either. I just saw it and I was like, this is not sounding great. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I'm not a big like, I will not do something or I will do something. I don't, I'm not a big absolutes person, to be honest with you. Yeah, but I'm but yeah on this one, I'm just like, I have no interest in ever eating any kind of lab-grown meat or something. I did eat uh, when it first came out, and I didn't realize, like, what it was. I tried Beyond Meat once. Uh, I, I had a Beyond Whopper at uh, at Burger King. It was, yeah, it was, it, it was okay. I'm not saying, it, it, like, the taste was, it was pretty close. It wasn't, like, I could tell the difference. But it it's it it, it, it was like eating I could I could tell I was eating an imitation of something. It was like it's like the difference between butter and margarine. Yeah, like like it's close, and I can tell it's close, but it's still not quite there. You know. Yeah. No, I I agree on that. And it, I've had the Beyond Burger. At first, I was like, oh man, this is exactly the same. I got a I got a regular Whopper. And tried it out. And there's a difference. There's a if you difference. if you eat no. them close together in time, like if you eat a Whopper and then eat a Beyond Burger, like in the same setting or even like within a day of each other, you can tell the difference in taste for sure. Yeah, but I just I don't. I, I prefer meat. I prefer regular meat. It satisfies me more. The juiciness is better. 
I prefer yeah, what they made. Yeah, the, the Beyond was kind of dry, I'll be honest. It really was. But it's like, if you think about what they're making it out of, it would be, you know? So, I'm just I like, just, I... I'm not a big... I don't know. I don't know what it. I think it's soy, isn't it? No, it's not soy. I think it is. If you if you're eating is a plant based uh, meat substitute, I believe it's soy that they're making them out of. Which soy is just pure estrogen as well. So with meat being one of the best sources of like iron, especially red meat, for example, yeah. like you need iron in your blood, you need protein and stuff, and soy doesn't have any of that in it. So any of the health benefits to eating meat are they're just lost with eating a plant base I think that's why they pump them full of different chemicals to give them that so they're not as nutritional yeah loss. but that you're like no nutritional loss I'm like yeah but I'm gaining a growth on my forehead like this is not good <laughs> a growth on your know, forehead man, they're probably going to give you brain cancer or something like I'm growing a I'm growing a horn now. I look like a devil. Seriously, man, I don't I don't I don't like the I I don't I'm not big on it. I I really not. I don't think it's a good idea. I I think that if you like, the, I I understand the argument of people being like you know, cows farting is like the worst thing to ever happen to the environment and stuff like that. And I understand why they think that and all that. But I'm like the alternative is not that is not la the alternative should not be cancer cells in a bag like that just doesn't seem that's that's not even if even if that was the biggest problem of like the for the environment being cows and animals farting releasing methane like even if that was the biggest problem which i don't think it is i don't think lab-grown meat is the solution i really don't i don't either and honestly cows don't even put that much methane in the air compared to <gasps> let me tell you rice oh rice god we're on your put. soapbox now how many times have i have how many times have i had to listen to you say that white r growing white rice is like the worst thing ever for the environment oh my god no not white rice just rice in general rice paddy fields put like i think it was like i can't remember what it was anymore i think it was like 10 times more methane than a cow isn't would. it because of like not actually the rice itself, but like how they grow it or whatever. Yeah, the patty, the the watery patty field that it grows on, produces so much more methane than a because the because the water is stagnant basically. Basically, it doesn't, just doesn't. Yeah. It, it's the bacteria. The bacteria in the water creates the methane, but it creates more. So, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I find funny. The funniest thing ever when I listen to people talk about, um, uh, um, I mean, okay, global warming. There we go. Global oh warming. People's understanding of global warming is so centralized to what they hear. Everybody in America thinks America produces horrible amounts of greenhouse gases, uh, carbon dioxide, and methane. We don't even produce that much. We produce almost nothing compared to India and China. India and China produce a fuck ton and a half more than well, we. Well, it's like they also like people go. It, it, like, I can hear the the argument now. People going like, "Well, there's more people over there." Yeah, but even per capita, they produce more, and it's not exactly. even close. It, it's not because they don't. 
it's not because they're like, oh, well, we want to be, we don't want to be greener. No, 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 no. They need energy just like we do. They use electricity just like we do. They use uh, meat. They use rice. They use everything that we do different, just a little bit different over there. But here in the U.S., we have a lot of green energies already. Windmills are everywhere. We use more. The largest wind gas. farm in the country is not even that far from where you, where, from where we live. It's like an hour drive. It's out. It's down by Snyder. That's the largest yeah, wind farm in the country. And the, I don't know if you've noticed because I, every time we drive by it, like we drove past it yesterday and the day before, oh, they're updating all of them. Yeah, there it's a brand new one, dude. They're just putting new yeah, ones up. Yeah, they're too. putting new ones up, and the, the, all the the blades are longer. They've got these big old curves on them. The uh the the rotors for the or not the rotors the um the generators are smaller, making them more easy to turn. Which means that when it's less windy, it can it can still, still keep turning. spinning. And then when it's really windy, it can produce even it can produce so much more because it can spin faster. So you're talking about the wind farms. I'm talking about over in San Angelo when when we're passing through that back road to get to the like um, more the western side of San Angelo. Have you seen the solar farm they just went in? They put yes, I saw that. It's huge. It is off. It's it's. I think it's half a mile by half a mile, which is a ton of solar panels. The the, because solar panels aren't anywhere near as big as they used to be because they're so much more efficient. And so having that much space for modern solar panels, that's a lot of energy they're producing. So I love the, I, I, I love the argument that we're not green enough. Like Texas is one of the greenest countries, uh, greenest states in the entire I know. And everybody tries to give us shit for it. And we're like, really? Are you kidding me? Like, like we produce, we may produce the most oil, but we produce better green, green energy than anybody yeah, we, we else. produce the most oil, but we also produce the most green energy too. We, we just, we lead in every single category of energy production. Texas produces more power in every category. We produce more food. We produce more, um, what, what is the other, like we, we lead the country in like four different major things. Uh, for like GDP and everything like that, like like necessities for a country. Like the only thing we don't lead the country in is GDP, and we're second in that to California. Yeah. And it's purely because they have Hollywood. Exactly. So when they're making billion like, dollar movies, it's like yeah, they're gonna make more money than us. But otherwise, we're making more. Texas. Yeah, Texas. Texas is leading in energy in general. Period. Yeah. In, in energy and food or not food but meat um i think we do well now we became the comedian capital of the yeah world, we're also the we're just the so. agricultural capital of the country as well because okay so like where we live in lubbock right so we're an hour ish south of uh amarillo and we're like an hour and a half north of or like two two hours north of abilene so in between yeah. Abilene and Amarillo, a third, a third of all the cotton grown in the world is grown in that region. And the Lubbock sits right in the middle of it. I did not know that. Holy yeah. crap. We, that's, we, that's, I mean, because th- it grows so well here because it. Uh, Would you say that? But man, this recent drought really. Well, it, it wasn't, fuck. it wasn't just the drought. We had so much rain so quickly at the beginning of the cotton season this year. And then now right yeah, here again. So it's like, 
I mean, you, you've seen when you drive to La Mesa, there's a bunch of new lakes just right along the highway. <laughs> yes. And they're they're higher than the fence line. Like the, 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 yeah, the water level. It's almost it's all the way up to the road. And it's a good 20 <laughs> feet deep. Yeah, they're really big. And not just deep. The, the, the one on the, when we're driving towards La Mesa, the one on the left side of us, it doesn't just stop. It, like when you first see it, it's what I would think it was like what maybe two hundred yards, three hundred yards easily across. But then just over this little ridge, there's another one that starts right there and goes like half a mile far. It's a huge, huge ass body of water, and I, I think I, I think I told you or somebody I told that because of the huge amount of water that's collected there if it doesn't dry up by the end of the summer it's going to be a permanent lake watch yeah and it didn't dry up and in fact we're we got rain last week we got rain the last two days we're supposed to get rain all this upcoming week and then it's just going to cool off for fall and winter so those are permanent now that's what i'm thinking they're gonna we're gonna have two two to three permanent new lakes yeah and the dude that owns all that land. Oh, dude, he's <laughs> the thing that kills me is where those lakes are, are right on the edge of his property. So there's a fence line there, but also it's where they were running. It's where they've run the uh, the power lines. So yeah. I'm just like, okay, when what happens when those need to be repaired or serviced or you anything? Because there is nowhere where you can put a truck to reach them because. The, the lake goes basically up to the edge of the road and it's a solid 30 to 50 yards to the power lines. And then from the, on the other yep. side, it's a solid 200 yards. So I'm just like, how are they supposed to get up there and fix them? They're going to have to run new lines at some point, which means they're going to have to deactivate those and just let them rot basically. And then they're going to have to run some kind of, di- what is the word I'm looking for? not diversion what is the detour they're gonna have to run some kind of detour around around these lakes now and i'm like where the heck are you gonna put these power lines i don't think they're gonna be able to detour them around i don't know if they're because the highway already runs right there they might just uh center them like you think they're gonna run them down the the grass median of the highway that would be the only place you'd be yeah but that's really dangerous it's not more dangerous than having them above a giant body of water. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they got to pick their, they got to pick and choose which which demon to go with. Yeah, cuz honestly, it's like do you electrify a giant pool of water or do you wait for people to crash into them? Oh, like when it rained the other day, the oh my god, where they're doing that construction over by the um county road, was it 43 or 34 or whatever? On on the way to uh, just outside of Lubbock, yeah, where they're building that new bridge. Yeah, that's been there what a year. Dude, they haven't touched it in so long. It's just sitting there. There hasn't been no construction crew there in months. Because it's underwater, basically. They can't do anything until it all dries up. Next year, I I have no idea because (laughs) we're supposed to. It's it's supposed to snow a decent amount out here this year so i'm just like i i don't know it's gonna be interesting how long it's gonna take them to fix that but i i don't know if they're gonna fix it anytime soon but with the water that's coming in here soon if we ever have to go to midland odessa area we're gonna have to be careful because they're gonna have car wrecks every fucking day no it's love it can't drive in the rain under any circumstances 
Lubber can't drive in snow either. If there's any kind of precipitation, this the the people driving around here they literally shit themselves and then just start crashing into each other. Or just running into the water and sitting there, letting their engines die. You mean like that guy water. that we saw? He he. There's this giant pool of water on the road. Everybody's slowing down to crawl through it at like five miles an hour. He's on a Harley and just goes plowing through it on a motorcycle and then kills his bike. You mean that guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that no. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not looking forward to this winter. I'm not looking forward to this winter because we're supposed to get a lot of snow, which means it's going to melt during the day and it'll refreeze overnight and become ice. And then first thing in the morning, while everybody's on their way to work, they're all going to be crashing into each other. We're going to have so many car accidents. Insurance is going to get real yeah. expensive in a hurry. Well, good thing I have mine cheap because... Yeah, it's going to suck. Um, it's going to be a miracle if we don't get hit, but... Uh, it's a miracle if we make it to work in the freaking morning. You know how many... I, I can't drive on, on the loop in the morning when it, when it gets icy. No, because my truck has no um, rear weight. Yeah, you got to really. get something to put in your bed so that way you weigh it down. I don't have anything to put in my bed. Huh? Yeah, I have I have eighty pounds, two forty pound weights that I can throw back. That's there not going to do anything. That's, there's no point in putting that. that. So I have to take I have to like take ninety eight all the way down to I twenty seven or to uh, Lamisa Highway. Go up to I-27, then go to the warehouse. Take the back roads, basically, there. It takes me, like, half an hour to get to that work in the morning. That sucks, dude. So I'm kind of glad I live kind of <laughs> close, so. You live five minutes away from the damn warehouse. Dude, I could walk to work. It's great. <laughs> and to be honest with you, I do sometimes, because I'm, I'm very warm-blooded, so it's actually kind of a nice, cool walk for me if it's not fr absolutely freezing, so, but... We're at about an hour 15, so I'm going to loop it back to plant or to the meat and then probably end it. So, so. All right. I'm also probably going to cut out the part where you talked about where you live because you just basically told everybody exactly where you live. So, Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cut I'll, I'll cut that out. I'll find some kind of transition. So, but no, dude, I, I'm very curious to see kind of how this lab grown meat because it's going to be over the next couple of years because they're just not ready yet but they're getting there so once beyond meat and upside which are the again the, the two companies that are mainly doing this get into like get tyson and jbs and cargill to start like helping them make this stuff and then start packaging it and selling it to people and then get into restaurants and stuff and get into grocery stores it's like i'm curious to see there's gonna be a flip between like the vegans and then like the ranchers and the people are like we eat meat with every meal and then the vegans who are like we don't eat any animal processed things and then the people who are just, like I I'm really curious to watch them just like align with each other <laughs> like we need we don't eat any of this yeah together. like it's gonna be this, this like good. weird kind of like um the, the, the this weird <laughs> sort of allies. It's just like the enemy of the in, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, but also they're my enemy. So I don't know how to feel about this. It would be like the weird. This is going to be some weird <laughs> politics, but vegans are going to go. We don't eat meat, but we don't eat that. Crazy. Yeah, I, like, it's going to be it's going to be weird. It's also going to be really funny to watch because, like in my head, I'm just picturing like an old timey rancher with like the big beer belly, the belt buckle, the boots, and everything like that, standing next to like a purple haired hippie. 
and then being on the same side of the argument for very different reasons but they're both like we don't want that like how stupid that would look but like wow the u.s the whole world really came together and said no yeah it's a but here's the problem that's going to be the case for the i would say the first five to ten years not even of that coming out and being uh, more commercially commercially available um that's when that's really going to be coming like coming to light until and we'll have to see what the lab what the research shows based on like if you eat it does it cause you bigger more cancer or does it do this what kind of ailments does it give you is it even actually that good for you like once all that research gets done and it's out to the world people are going to be more accepting of it and then they're going to eat it and then prices on it are going to drop to like like maybe 50 cents a freaking pound and then people are going to buy it left and right because it's so much cheaper than regular it's going to have to be to get people to buy it there's no way they're going to sell a worse product at a more expensive rate and think they're going to sell it like that is basic economics at that point but i'm also like i'm kind of i'm kind of waiting until the protests about this kind of stuff start happening and like people get really public about it because i'm just waiting for people to go like we like real meat not your fake dildo shit like <laughs> we don't eat meat but we're not eating that shit you know, either. like, like, uh, like we minute. like i thought you were supposed to argue they're like no we don't like it neither like, I, I think that i think the word dildo is going to change in definition pretty soon to mean lab-grown meat why is it going to change the lab? Because it's because you know people like you know when you call your your what do you call your your meat right? They're like I'm going to beat my meat. So a fake one. Well, okay. So fake meat is a dildo. So I think yeah. that might be yeah. like yeah. a real like. Could you imagine? I didn't could know what you, you were talking could about. Could you imagine a march? On like, could you imagine like a march on like Tyson meat plants with just a bunch of hippies and rednecks and farmers and they're all holding dildos above their head going, we don't want this shit, just throwing him a Tyson. (laughs) Oh my God, that would be hilarious. I would lose it. I would absolutely be in that crowd too, just to watch. That would be funny to see. That would be funny to see. Especially right since it's gonna be just north of us, it's definitely gonna play. Exactly, on the news. that's not far away or anything. Like, think of the news reporters just be like. So, in other news today, uh, the Tyson plant in North Amarillo was attacked by dildo, or was was attacked by dick tip. Was attacked at dick tip point instead of gunpoint. It would be dick point. I guess I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> like the yeah, phrase yeah, yeah, yeah. would be so funny. I mean, like, well, what were the repercussions? Well, all the lesbians won't have to go to the sex shop anymore for a while because they just came up and cleaned them up later. So, actually, there wasn't really that much damage. Like, there, there wasn't that much to clean up after either. It was crazy. They're just going to send the lesbian cleanup crew. Why can't it be the guy, the gay cleanup crew? I mean, guys need them too, you know? <laughs> It's no, just, well, you know there's just going to be uh, on Facebook Marketplace, there's just going to be a bunch of like used dildos on sale random <laughs> like I have, I have I'm selling I'm selling them as a pack there's 25 of them and they cost $100 for the pack of 25 like where'd you get them they're gently the used like, ew, <laughs> it's so gross 
some of them are all ripped and shredded. They have like bits of like asphalt in them from where they hit the ground and shit. <laughs> if it's in the middle of summer, it's, they're going to be melted into yeah, spots. Yeah, they're, they're rubber and plastic, basically. So there's just going to be like indentions in them and shit. Like, it's so gross. Look at this flat dildo. Look what happened. You get run over by a truck. Oh, that would be funny to watch. Yeah, for sure. It gets run over and just flings it back at the people. You just hear a... <laughs> <laughs> this is so gross. But with, with that, though, gonna, I think with, with melted dildos, I think is where we probably need to stop the episode. <laughs> so with that being said, this is the Queso Blanco Show. I'm John. That's Daniel. We hope you enjoyed the stupidity and some strangely calm conversation from us. I really thought this was going to be a more hectic episode. This was a very hey. This is our first episode. We got to start calm because it is gonna be. It's gonna get weirder. It's yeah. Get weirder. We we should probably tell people. Uh, future episodes probably won't be as clean as this one was. Like we we let it fly a little bit at the end, and that's closer to what it's normally like between the two of us. So no, that's that's next time. That's gonna be the intro. That that craziness because oh man, this is gonna be. This was very tame. Yeah, I was expecting a little. Well, more I think I, I set the tone with the intro joke to be a little calmer. So. I didn't think we were going to talk about manure that much on this episode, I'll be honest. We really did spend quite a bit of time on We did. Cow feces is such an interesting topic. But anyway, we hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, If you're on Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever, uh, please be sure to download as it really helps us out. If you're on YouTube, please consider subscribing, maybe even liking the video. We're a pretty small channel, so we're just trying to get going. We'd really appreciate it, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.